You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hello, everybody. This is Father Craig Voss, and continuing on as your host this morning on Real Presence Live, coming to you from the University of Mary, where all of our students are drinking as much coffee as possible because they are uh, studying hard, cramming for their final exams, coming to the end. Actually, I think a lot of students are done already. They're, they're, uh, getting, they're getting a little weak on this uh, finals week rush. You know, it used to be where everybody's just exhausted during finals week because everything's happening. Now a lot of the professors are saying things like, well, I don't want them to be cramming in that final week. I want them to really focus. So they're giving them their final exams or projects the week before. And then other ones are saying, well, I don't want them to have to do it the week before finals because that's when everybody else is doing it. So two weeks before. So really they got like these three weeks of just an easy walk across uh, the last, uh, you're supposed to have to work hard. You're supposed to have to like have sleepless nights. That's the way it was when we were kids. I don't know what that means. But uh, anyway, they're doing, uh, they're doing what they do. And I think they're learning really well. So here we are, Real Presence Live. Uh, I just wanted to say one last thing uh, about the Core Christie Institute. Jerome Richter was so good uh, to be with us to talk about that again, July 12th through 16th and July 19th through 23rd. But I had the privilege of uh, participating in this uh, last couple of years um, when we've had it. And it's, it's really, really dynamic. Uh, the loads of these high school students with uh, really spectacular formators, uh, priests, uh, other coordinators that are giving them uh, really excellent formation and in a, in a really excellent setting here at the university uh, with all of our professionalism that we are able to bear from my university. Uh, so it's really, it's really great. So here we are. Uh, I just wanted to say that last uh, kind of plug. We are here talking uh, with Gerald Dvorak. Are you there? Yes, I am. Good morning. Welcome to Real Presence Live. We're so glad that you're with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Okay, Gerald, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I was born and raised in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, in the cathedral area, St. Joseph Cathedral. Went to a great school there. And then after graduation out of Harrisburg, because we moved uh, south of Sioux Falls, I went to uh, South Dakota State University uh, for... Uh, for four years, and then when I came home from spring break, I met my wife, and uh, we got married in 1984, so we've been married uh, almost 37 years. We have uh, two girls, uh, Jessica and Erica, and one granddaughter, Alexis Grace, and been a knight for uh, 34 years, and uh, it's been a great, great ride, great journey, so. Great. So, uh, we want to talk today about... Uh, the Knights of Columbus and what's what's happening there. So, how, how long have you been involved in the Knights of Columbus over the years? Well, I've been holding different positions at the council level for the first several years, and I started getting involved at the state level as a district deputy. And from there, I went through the state officers' positions as well. Typically, what we do in South Dakota here is the state officers hold each position for two years, and then they advance uh, up to state deputy if they're so fortunate to make it that far. So so the last two years have been state deputy. Uh, it's been a, a very, very rewarding experience. Um, I 
would not change it for a world, even though it's uh, been in the uh, time of COVID. So. Sure. And so, uh, tell us about how you how you started. I mean, my my experience of Knights of Columbus was uh, I was seventeen, and Dad said uh, you're going to become a knight when you're eighteen, and that was kind of the end of the conversation. And then I went through. Was that was that? I mean, was that similar for you, or, or how did you? Where what did that look like at the beginning? Just curiosity. Well, I was asked by my cousin who was a knight actually, and mm. so I. Ended up joining on Founders Day, which is March 29th, okay. back in 1987. And he just asked me, and I and I was interested in doing charitable work. Sure. And putting, you know, obviously a Catholic faith in action. And mm-hmm. so I was interested in that, and that's what got me started as a knight. And just wanted to do the various charitable activities, helping out with Special Olympic uh, fundraising that we do. Uh, most people know it as the Tootsie Roll Drive. Right. And uh, doing different fundraisers, doing pro-life activities and so forth. Yeah. So tell us um, what, uh, what your role looks like now as state deputy. What, uh, what has changed as you've moved through the ranks and, and the day-to-day? It's, it's not the same, as I would imagine, as just being a guy that shows up uh, Tuesday night for the meeting at the, at the local parish. There's a little, little more involved to it, huh? Uh, just a little bit, yeah. So, <laughs> Supreme likes to tell us that we're the CEO of the Knights of Columbus in our state okay. or our jurisdiction. So we, we're we the leader of all the councils in our state. In, in South Dakota, we have 82 active councils right now. Wow. So typically, in a, a normal state deputy in a normal year would travel around and try to see as many of those councils as possible. Uh, Unfortunately, I've been doing a lot of it from my space here at home. But mm-hmm. what we try to do is go out and serve the council and train them in how to ask men to become nice, how to put their activities in motion, how to help out their parish as best they can, uh, how to increase their Catholic faith, and that's a, a big thing in uh you know, we want every knight in Columbus to grow in his Catholic faith so that he can go out and spread that good news. Right. I remember that uh, starting to pop up a little more clearly over the last decade or so. Um, I mean, just sociologically, maybe, or just the state of the church, uh, we've, we had pretty solid parish life. Uh, and then the, the kind of the ravaging effects of the 60s and 70s uh, on the United States of America, finding that the Knights of Columbus isn't just taking our faith and putting it into action, but uh, gathering guys for action. We have to we have to give them faith as well. So there's been a great boost, and I was very I was very pleased to see those uh, initiatives over the last decade or so um, under the the guidance of uh, Carl Anderson to to be building faith in the uh, in the Knights of Columbus, which is really which is really great. They have these beautiful pamphlets now and these various various things that come out, which is which is great. So, uh, what what would you say? Um, we'll take a break here, a couple minutes. But um, the Knights of Columbus—they've been important to you over your life. Uh, tell us a little bit about like why the Knights has, has been so important to you. Well, I believe that it's made me a better husband, a better Catholic, a better father, um, a brother, friend to some of my brother knights. If I didn't believe that, I probably wouldn't still be a knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I think that's what's important about the Knights of Columbus is that we help each each man grow because we're supposed to be the leaders of our family and help them grow in their Catholic faith as they go along this journey. So uh, that's probably the most important thing is growing in my faith. That uh, has been that's been the biggest change, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, let's go back to this role as state deputy, though. Um, uh, granted, over the last year, it's been it's been difficult for any organization to 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 get out and about but um when you when you are able to get out there uh or even in your phone calls or the, the various ways are you are you visiting with the local um grand knight uh of a council or are you are you visiting with all of the men that might be at a meeting do you go to would you go to a meeting and, and be there with your staff or uh, are you just working with the uh the local head of a particular council a little bit of both Sometimes we'll have regional meetings for the Grand Knights and their district deputies, who's their kind of regional leader that we have. And the district deputies, the, the liaison that is between the, the state and Supreme Council and the local council. So uh, they're the ones that do the day-to-day work with the councils. But, uh, yes, we travel around and try to meet with not only the leaders, but the councils themselves and do training and, and, and really serve them. So it's kind of, you know, being a state deputy or one of the state officers, it's almost like another full-time job uh, because it does take a, a lot of effort and a lot of work. But it's some of the most rewarding work when you see the, the wonderful works that these councils do. Uh, it's also great to see some of those activities ourselves. When, uh, for, for example, when, in 2019, we went out to the Pine Ridge Reservation and uh, donated wheelchairs uh, along with the partnership with the American Wheelchair Mission. So Chris Lewis came out with his team, and and we met him out there, and it was uh, such a rewarding thing to uh, hand out these brand-new wheelchairs to people that really need them. And mm-hmm. it gives you a, a feeling of satisfaction that we're, we're doing the Lord's work. Right. Right. What would be some, uh, some other events that you've been uh, blessed to be part of, either at the local or state level, um, you know, this, uh, this giving of these wheelchairs? But I would imagine you get to see a lot of really beautiful things take place across the state throughout the years. Yeah, it's, it's really good to go to councils and see them helping out their parish and their parish priests. Uh, you know, our councils go out and do the, what's called the Into the Breach program right now. It's a, a booklet that Bishop Olmsted from, uh, I believe it's the Arizona Diocese, that put together and the Knights turned it into a booklet and now a video series. So it's great to see councils like uh, Our Lady Perpetual Help out in Rapid City is doing uh, into the Breach Prayer Program and getting members of their parish together to to help their men grow in their in their faith. So... It's good to see those types of uh, activities. And also uh, another one would be the uh, ultrasound initiative, which I think is probably one of the most successful programs that the Knights of Columbus has done by, based on the results. Mm. Uh, the councils will go out and raise funds to support 50% of the ultrasound machine, and then the Supreme Council partners with us through their Culture of Life Fund to put these ultrasound machines into pregnancy centers and then those save lives. And if the, the six machines that we put in the, the state of South Dakota here have probably saved thousands of lives throughout their, their work. So uh, I can't think of anything uh, 
better than that as far yeah. as uh, something that really gives results and and uh, and shows that something that we can do to uh, build the culture of life. Right, that is fantastic. Great, Gerald. We're, we're going to take a short break. We'll come back and continue to talk about, in particular, uh, some of the great events that are happening uh, in the state of South Dakota with the Knights of Columbus uh, these days. So, everybody, you're listening to Real Presence Live. We'll take a short break and be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. and 11 weeks old. My many body systems are developing at the same time. My finer details like veins and arteries are forming. Like a beautiful picture coming into focus, making me look more like me. And since my fingers are separated from each other, I can open and close my hand. Can you see me waving? Hey, Dad, can you tell Mom I do not like red onions? But I do like strawberries. And guess what? This week I'm as big as a strawberry. Written by Allison Updahl. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. All righty, everybody. This is Father Vasek continuing Real Presence Live here from the University of Mary. We are visiting with Gerald Dvorak, State Deputy of the Knights of Columbus in South Dakota. We've been talking, uh, Gerald, about your own personal life uh, with the Knights, uh, moving up through the ranks, and now uh, your role as state deputy. Uh, but now we want to talk about uh, something that's right on our doorstep, which is the state convention in South Dakota is going to start up here. Uh, is it tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow through Sunday. All right, tell us about that. Well, we're very fortunate this year to be able to hold our state convention live this year. Last year, it was uh, the live portion was canceled, and we had to do everything virtually. So that's one thing that we're really looking forward to this year is getting together as, as Brother Knights and spending some time in fraternity and 
And typically what our state conventions are is a time to gather together all the nights from South Dakota, and, and it's about the only time of the year that we all gather together at once. So we try to do some training with them as far as the different programs, uh, the new changes that come out with from Supreme. Uh, most recently, it's been the uh, new exemplification that came out. And so we, we do some training, but the, the most important part, I think, is getting together and spending time together, sharing ideas on how we can better prepare or better serve our parishes and communities. Um, we also do, uh, we have a mass this after, or on Friday afternoon, uh, which will be attended by both bishops in our diocese, or our, our state, um, both from the Sioux Falls Diocese, Bishop Donald DeGrood, and Bishop Peter Mewage from the Rapid City Diocese will both be in attendance this year, so we're very fortunate to have both of them here. And then afterwards, we have a clergy banquet where we honor our clergy. So we invite all of our priests from across the state to come and be honored during that banquet. So that's kind of the start of the convention. And then we go into, of course, the, the business part of the, set of the uh, convention a little bit. But then um, we have our state dinner on Saturday evening. And that's where we have some celebration of the night and uh, the works that they've done throughout the the last year, and this year we're going to cover the last two years, we uh, announce our Night of the Year and Family of the Year, and oh, we great. also have some Lifetime Achievement Awards as well. So, And the councils that uh, reach Star Council, which is the highest award that they can achieve, then we recognize those during that banquet as well. So, uh, This year we also are fortunate to have uh, Dr. Pat Castle from Life Runners come in and speak to us as well, and then we also have our keynote speaker, which will be our Supreme Director, and he's actually from South Dakota. He's Paul Lambert from Madison, so very happy to have them uh, speaking at our banquet, and uh, so, and then Sunday we'll have, uh, finish out the business session, and then uh, we have elections where I'll be retiring as a state deputy this year, and then someone else will be elected uh, this year to serve the next two years. So it's, it's a great time. It's uh, something I'd highly recommend any uh, Knight of Columbus to try to attend. Uh, our business sessions are open to any uh, knights that are full of knighthood that have gone through the exemplification of charity, unity, and fraternity. And but, uh, So it's a great time for any knights in the area to come and share some good fraternity with their brother knights and family. Sure. So in the state of South Dakota, you mentioned how many councils that you have that are active. Uh, what would be kind of a, an estimate of how many uh, people might be in attendance? Is, there like, is this this kind of thing that there's about 50 people at, or is there a couple hundred people at something like this uh, as you're all gathering uh, for this? What sounds like uh, incredibly uh, helpful, practical, uh, uplifting, uh, effective ga uh, gathering. Yeah, and our numbers are down this year a little bit just because we're still coming out of the pandemic. Sure. So we're expecting about uh, 250 to 275. So and typically our numbers are a little closer to 300 through 25. So not down a lot, but down a little bit. But, yeah, it's, a, it's a usually a good turnout. Uh, it's uh, nice, wise, and uh, we also have kids' activities as well. So... 
There's many nights they bring their the entire family, so we try to keep the kids entertained as well. The other thing that we do that's really important and as part of the convention is that we recognize our deceased members that have passed away in the, in the last year. So we will have a, a Remembrance Memorial Mass uh, actually on Sunday, and where we'll read the names of all members that have passed away this, this last year. So very important to, for us to remember, remember them and uh, remember that uh, time flies and we need to remember them. Right. This is Father Craig Vosick, your host, uh, visiting with Gerald Devora, State Deputy of the South Dakota Knights of Columbus, talking now about the convention in South Dakota that begins tomorrow. If there's uh, any knights, if there are any knights in South Dakota that are listening, uh, Gerald, is it too late for them to sign up? Are they, they missed out this year, or can they, could they still sign up and come tomorrow? Yeah, they still can come uh, to any of the business sessions. Our, our banquets are ticketed, so that, that is uh, closed. But uh, they can certainly come and attend any of the business sessions that are available. And we do have a full agenda that starts tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock. And then we start up again at 9 o'clock on Saturday morning, and we go up to about 5.30. So they're, they're welcome to come and attend any of those events uh, during the day. So. Okay. Uh, you had mentioned a keynote speaker. You mentioned uh, a couple presenters that are coming. Is there is there typically a, a theme that is drawn up uh, for a, a, a convention, an annual convention, or is it, or is it uh, state by state or region by region, or just kind of pulling together different things that are needed, or, or uh, do you kind of bring a, a certain a certain theme each year? Not necessarily a theme. Each uh, yeah. state deputy does have a theme that they come up with uh, for their tenure. Um, mine was be my voice, hands, and feet. Just that call from Christ to go out and spread His good news and do His His works uh, in our parishes and communities. So that's kind of one of the things that I was focusing on uh, this year. I wanted to have a little bit of uh, pro-life uh, theme to it. So that's the reason we have Dr. Pat Castle coming, and we also have uh, Travis Lasseter coming from the Black Hills Pregnancy Center to talk to us about their work that they're doing out in the Rapid City Diocese area. Okay. I'm going to bring Mike Kudrowski on here. Uh, he, he works here at, at Real Presence, Gerald, and he's coming fresh off of uh, North Dakota Council. Is that right? Yes, yes. Uh, thank you, Father, and uh, good morning, worthy state deputy. Good morning. And uh, just coming off the North Dakota State uh, Convention this last weekend held in Minot, and uh, you are going to be treated with an address by the Supreme Knight. He's going to talk about the uh, year of St. Joseph and also the exciting news about Blessed Father Michael McGivney. Father Michael McGivney, being our founder, founded the order in 1882 in New Haven, Connecticut, and uh, he became blessed. He was beatified on October the 31st, 2020. And uh, so there are, there's a lot of excitement about that. Uh, certainly uh, in our convention over the three days last weekend. And certainly there has to be some buzz and electricity in the air about the beatification of Father Michael McGivney. Almost certainly. Uh, we... Uh Last fall, we held a Mass of Thanksgiving at St. Joseph Cathedral with Bishop DeGrood uh, in Thanksgiving for that uh, beatification. And it was a, a wonderful ceremony. And it's a wonderful story behind the miracle where 
uh, Father McGivney was uh, beatified with. Uh, it was a great story uh, of the Shackley boy. Uh, so if you have a chance to read that, it's a, it's a wonderful story on how that family had, had no hope of that baby being born and how the miracle came about where he's now five years old and living a very joyous life. Mm. Yes, an incredible, incredible miracle uh, credited to the uh, prayers to Father Michael McGivney, now blessed Father Michael McGivney. And uh, uh, Worthy State Dep Deputy Gerald, uh, I was on the website, I looked through your agenda, and it is very full. And uh, what an exciting time for the Knights to gather for the first time in South Dakota since the beatification of the Founder. Yes, it's going to be a great time. So, Wonderful. Gerald, uh, thank you so much for taking time today to be with us. Uh, we look forward to great work being done with the Knights of Columbus in South Dakota. Under your steady hand, you're going to be passing on the baton, but uh, thank you so much for taking time and sharing with us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. All righty. That was Gerald Dvorak, State Deputy, South Dakota Knights of Columbus. They're having their state convention this weekend. Mike, you just had your uh, convention. What's, uh, what stood out to you uh, in the uh, North Dakota convention? Oh, uh, without a doubt, the, uh, the year of St. Joseph was uh, talked about uh, tremendously. Uh, there was, uh, uh, as I mentioned before, lots of prayers, and uh, uh, there's a novena for uh, Blessed the Father, Michael McGivney, uh, there's uh, prayers for his canonization now. And, you know, what a, uh, what a stamp, what a stamp of credibility or a stamp of, of honor that the Knights of Columbus received by their founder, our founder, mm -hmm. blessed Father Michael McGivney, being beatified uh, just a few months ago on his way to canonization. So yeah. this was a, a, a young priest he died at 38 years and two days. And in his lifetime, he created uh, the, uh, the, the, the basis of the Knights of Columbus, and that's grown into now uh, an international organization. And uh, if you ever have a chance, uh, Father, go to the Supreme Convention, and uh, you will get an international flavor there. That's fantastic. I remember praying at his tomb. Anyway, we'll take a break here. We'll come back in our second hour with great programming. This is Real Presence Live. Mm -hmm. 